0: The Unconscious Identity Identity is defined as the qualities, beliefs, and expressions that make an individual personality. Our thought patterns, unconscious impressions, and core beliefs determine the inherent qualities of our identity. An identity becomes unconscious when our patterns, impressions, and beliefs automatically and unthinkingly support fear and control. Automatic Thought Patterns Automatic Thought Patterns are ingrained thought pathways within our mind. They are similar to grooves on a record or a well-worn riverbed. Our thought impulses have traveled down these mental pathways time and time again. Whenever we think a thought often enough, the neural pathway for that thought becomes strongly embedded in the neural network of our brain. When this happens, our pattern of thinking becomes automatic. Just think back to when you were learning to ride a bicycle. In the beginning, it took great effort to maintain your balance as you moved the pedals. With repetition, this became automatic. You could then ride a bike unthinkingly, without conscious effort. The same sort of process occurs with your own thoughts as well. Just think back to when someone asked your name Asked you your name as a wobbly toddler. It took some effort to answer this question back then. However, as an adult, it takes no effort whatsoever. Automatic thought patterns are neither good nor bad. They are the mental reflection of the lives we have experienced and the thoughts that we have supported. Think of your thought patterns as you would a river. Simply asking the river to change its path is easier said than done. It takes consistent effort to carve out a new pathway for the water to flow through. In order for a thought pattern to become automatic, it must be committed to memory. This is where the unconscious comes into play. The unconscious. It's helpful to view the unconscious as a storage device. It registers and stores thought impressions much like a smartphone stores data. As our unconscious registers impressions, the thought pathways supporting these impressions become increasingly automatic. The more automatic a pattern becomes, the less aware of other possibilities we become. It is in this way that we lose the power of choice. This can be illustrated by observing the effects that news programming has on our ability to remain objective. Persistent exposure to such programming can cause us to react to a particular political figure or message involuntarily. If you have ever moved the trash can from one area of your kitchen to another, then you will understand how this mental mechanism operates. For years it was under your sink. Then you bought a new trash can that wouldn't fit, so you moved it against the wall. How many times did you catch yourself going to throw trash away under the sink, even though the can was now against the wall? Perhaps it took some time for your mind to register the trash can's new location. Unconscious impressions can prompt us to modify our course of action. The more that our unconscious is corrupted with fearful impressions, the more resistant we will be to unfamiliar experiences. Let's take a closer look. Seeing an ominous man approaching, you become fearful. Fear activates an internal voice alerting you of imminent danger. This internal voice of fear draws upon impressions stored within your unconscious. This voice of old trauma warns you that these streets are unsafe with all the gang-banging and drug-dealing. This compels you to quickly cross the street. The action of avoiding danger reinforces a pattern of avoidance that may cause you to miss out on opportunities for growth and expansion in other moments. These unconscious impressions support self-defeating beliefs belief is defined as the acceptance of a suggestion without the knowledge required to guarantee its truth. A perfect example can be found in the belief that our world is flat. This sounds ridiculous to consider, but for thousands of years, this is what people on earth believed. In fact, those who argued that the world was spherical were chastised and ridiculed. Those OG frat- Flat earthers upheld their belief with such conviction that they resisted anyone who believed otherwise. Long after objective evidence proved that the world was spherical, many held on to their belief in a flat earth. This is a form of cognitive dissonance where one believes something with great conviction despite proof to the contrary. Cognitive dissonance could also be called confirmation bias. These are mechanisms of denial that protect our beliefs from the truth. Our beliefs, in particular religious doctrines, caused us to react in divisive ways. Our religious beliefs made others wrong and us right. What we believed was not only true for us, but all inhabitants of the earth. Many of us believed that we had to compete to get our fair share. We supported a belief in scarcity, that there was not enough. This goes back to the days when humanity had to work much harder for much less. As we have advanced, so too has our ability to create an abundance of all things material. Some of the poorest among us had nothing but money. We believed that if we accumulated enough money or weapons, we would be safe. We were not out to get the rest of humanity. We simply took extreme measures to maintain our illusion of control. Others believed that there were people conspiring against us, and that the mysterious they were to blame for our woes. We blamed the rich and powerful for our lowly station in life. We judge those with more, but would have switched places in a heartbeat had we had the chance. Some of us believed that we had to maintain our physical beauty or material wealth in order to attract or keep a mate. Many of us believed that only positive experiences were to be acknowledged. Others believed that we were unworthy of those very same positive experiences. We believed we would not find happiness unless our lives looked a particular way. In general, we were so invested in our own beliefs that we created the same sort of experiences again and again. Say, for example, that we supported a belief that people were untrustworthy. This belief would keep us isolated from new experiences. This kept a tight lid on a small space. Nothing much came in or out. This was a space that was easy to control. It was also lonely and unfulfilled. Our unknowing investment kept us resistant to any experience that would disprove our self-defeating belief. This was never something that was happening to us. We attracted and created circumstances to validate our beliefs. So where do our beliefs come from? Suggestion auto-suggestion, and learned behavior form our beliefs. Suggestion. Suggestion is defined as the process whereby the presentation of an external idea to a receptive person leads to the acceptance of that idea. Here is an example of a life-affirming suggestion. You are worthy of love. Now here's an example of a self-defeating suggestion. You are worthless. Auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion is defined as influencing one's behavior through the process of internal self-suggestion. This is how the riverbed is reinforced. Here is an example of a life-affirming auto-suggestion. I am lovable. Now here is an example of a self-defeating auto-suggestion. I am an idiot. Learn behavior. Our beliefs are also formed through observing other people's behavior. Learned behaviors influence our personal development, just like suggestion and autosuggestion. Often, a person's behavior contradicts their words. If someone says that they love us in one moment only to neglect or traumatize us in the next, they are creating confliction at a core level. If a caretaker repeatedly fails to show up for us, we may surround ourselves with flaky people as adults. This is how we develop our identity. For example, I always get screwed over or people always let me down. We can easily mistake a self-created consequence as some sort of punishment from God. Our beliefs are strong enough to direct our lives, yet subtle enough to appear as fate. Let's take a closer look. Perhaps you saw your father working a dead-end job because he believed he couldn't do anything else. Every morning you would watch him head off to a job he could not stand, only to come home empty and bitter each night. You observed him numb out in front of the television with a bottle of wine, hoping to feel a fleeting moment of comfort. You may have asked him to go outside and play, but he was way too stuck in his own misery to take you up on your request. You may have taken these habitual snubs personally and began to create specific ideas based upon these interactions. Through repeated exposure to his patterns of behavior, you began to develop your own. On an intuitive level, a child... Knows something is wrong, but without guidance and reassurance, they often fall into realms of self delusion. Over the course of one's childhood, this sort of conditioning takes a toll. The child becomes increasingly identified with their parents' outlook on life and less connected to spiritual love and truth. Suggestion, auto suggestion, and learned behavior are the materials out of which a belief is constructed. A self-defeating belief is an accepted identification to any suggestion that undermines our purpose and welfare. Here are some examples of self-defeating beliefs. People are untrustworthy. I am damaged. I can't do X because of Y. I can't trust people. I am not enough. I can't pursue my dreams. I am too much. I'm not worthy of love. I can't ask for what I want. I don't deserve anything more. I can't tell the truth. People abandon me. I am too good for this. Whenever we start a sentence with words such as always, never, can't, won't, or don't, there is a good chance that we are validating a self-defeating belief. Always and never hardly exist. Our lives become inauthentic when we create our experiences through the lens of our self-defeating beliefs. We are creating our lives with every word we say and action we take. Our legs do not move without our thoughts commanding them. They do not take us into dark alleyways or fateful confrontations with others. It is our mind that commands our bodies to take these actions. What we believe influences the decisions we make. Decisions become beliefs. The following questions do not need to be answered formally. They are intended to help you make the connection between your current beliefs and decisions you made a long time ago. What did you decide about yourself and your place in the world? How do you continue living out the decisions you made as a child? Which childhood decisions influence your current actions? Is there a factual basis for these decisions? From whom did you learn to believe? Mom, dad, or teacher? Who said you couldn't, you shouldn't, you're too much or not enough? Can you see the meaning your decisions have created? In response to something unreasonable, what did you decide? Did you decide that the world is a scary place? Did you decide that you would never allow anyone to make you feel that way again? Did you decide that you needed to protect yourself or did you decide that you needed others to protect you? What experiences support these decisions? Does fear set in whenever a decision is challenged? Does the prospect of change invoke resistance? Can you see how these reactions are unnatural? Is there a factual basis for your decisions? Are the decisions you made as a child worth dying for?